0: With me is my girl Tay. We got DJ Hiko um, to give us the little male perspective tonight. Um, and we got DJ Shine on the ones and twos. We got a pretty full show. We're going to be talking to Shatanya again, um, my celebrity stylist, about the Golden Globe looks. They were pretty set, so we got a lot that we want to talk about with that. A few hot topics. And my girl Olivia. Anne Mahoney from The Walking Dead Later on Yay! I'm so excited to talk to her So anyway Let's get back to the music And we'll be back in a few minutes And I'm not priming in the flesh
1: I cut my teeth on wedding rings In the movies And I'm not proud of my address in the torn up town, no postcode envy. But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose, tripping in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room, we don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams, but everybody's like may Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash, we don't care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be wrong. It's a one in our blood That kind of love just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz Let me be your ruler, ruler. You can call me Queen Bee And baby I'll rule. I'll rule Let me live that fantasy
2: Your love is bright as ever even in the shadows Baby kiss me Before they turn the lights out Your heart is away And I'm crashing into you Baby kiss me Before they turn the lights out, Baby love me like that.
3: Before time is long.
2: run out. Mm, yeah. Nobody sees what we see. They're just hopelessly gazing. Oh, oh, baby, take me, me, before they turn out. The
1: in one hell of a something. Something, 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 they, they're gonna see us from outer space, outer space, light it up, like we're the stars of the human race, human race, when the light's turning down, i light it up, up, up So I think i Gonna let it go.
0: tonight
4: be very good
0: how was your weekend what did you do Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't bring the first weekend in the new year and you're sleeping the first day of the year was my birthday and i slept that day too oh that is just terrible you're trying to tell me nobody took you out no birthday cake no anything yeah of course i did that but like Bring it in i didn't even see the ball drop i fell asleep okay so um, apparently you didn't listen to last week's show because that's exactly what i did <laughs> but at least i came up with a plan like i was making tacos all night i was working on the curvy show i had a plan and then taco coma i got the itis and next thing i know out pretty much that happened to me I ate then I went to sleep I didn't wake up till like 8am the next morning I'm like oh my gosh I missed the whole ball drop and everything that's
5: just terrible we're losers
0: okay so it's been some interesting things happened on the internet this weekend like very very interesting things Chatham Tatum dropped a pretty much butt naked photo of his wife on not only Instagram but also Twitter, and I just looked at it kind of confused. Like everybody's asking, "Oh, did you know he have her permission?" Yeah, but true. she was liking comments on Twitter, like she was liking it. So I was like, uh, "Apparently, she's okay with hubby doing that." I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think I would be so excited to have my husband just post naked pictures of me online. I'm pretty sure he probably got her permission to. To
3: actually
0: leak it or whatnot—that seems a little bit too, 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 um, a little bit too Kim Kardashian-ish to me. Um, I don't, I don't know, because isn't she a dancer? I mean, yeah, but not that type of dancer. I, I know, but I'm pretty sure he had to show her before he just posted it. It was a very nice picture. I seen it. I, it was a it was a really nice picture. I just I don't know. I mean, unless it's is good to be proud of your wife. But I know if my husband posted any butt naked pictures of me on the internet, that'd be the last thing he did. Yeah, but everybody, everybody, everybody's different in their relationships. You know, I don't know. That would probably just been horrible if he did it without her permission. But I'm pretty sure he had like, babe, look, I'm about to post this or something. You know. <laughs> Something had to be done. I'm pretty sure they had a conversation before. I don't know. It kind of seemed a little Kim Kardashian slash Kanye-ish. <laughs> a attention horn going on. Speaking of Kim Kardashian. So, you know, she popped up last week for the first time um, on social media since her whole robbery in Paris. And I thought that was a little suspect. Like, what is she popping up for like this? (laughs) Like, everybody said she was a liar and she really didn't get robbed and blah, blah, blah. So she runs off the internet, never comes back. And she posts, like, some video or something else um, on her social media. And then, bam, here comes the news report a couple days later that um, Paris police have arrested the culprits in her home invasion slash robbery. So... I mean, I guess she's not a liar. She didn't make up the story for attention. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have some suspects. They would have been gone and paid off and never found ever again. That's true. I, I believe the robbery the robbery was actually real. Because who in a sick mind, I think, like would fake that? You know yeah, and like nobody would want to fake that. <laughs> I've actually been through a home invasion before back in Detroit years and years ago. I'm talking about... Early 20s, I mean, thank God nothing was really taken and I wasn't harmed, but it's something that I still deal with. Like sometimes when I'm sleep and I'm half awake, but I'm sleeping and I hear a loud noise, or uh, might be when my family and kids are running through the house, all, all that noise, all of a sudden, and I wake up like scared for no reason at all so I don't play with things like that so I was hoping that she wasn't lying like I kind of kept my opinions to myself until the truth came out so I guess she knew before we knew because she jumps on social media and then a couple of days later bam the, the Paris police report is out yeah, and, um, Kanye was about to lose his mind I still, I still believe more than that happened because he kind of freaked out really bad He so, needs
5: major help Poor
0: guy Yeah I think something might be more to that robbery We just don't know yet But anyway Something else Interesting came out on internet um, This week So for The people that want to ball But you balling on a budget uh, Cadillac has come out with a subscription service You can pay fifteen hundred dollars a month, which isn't technically isn't that bad. That's most people's mortgage, and you can rent any Callet vehicle you want. It's only in New York City area, but for once a month, fifteen hundred dollars, and it's any vehicle. And then you can switch them out. So, let's say one day you want to do a three hundred. No, That's not. That's not. That's Chrysler. But you get my point. One day you want to do one car. You can take that car. The chauffeur shows up with the car, take it, and actually you can switch it out for another car for the whole entire month. So you can, like, have a new car every single day for a month if you want to do And it's only $1,500? $1,500 a month. And it rolled out, it rolls out February 4th in, um, I'm sorry, February 1st in New York City only. Wow. That's probably going to have mad restrictions on it. Uh, According, no credit check. What? None of that. That's how you don't had to do the research on there. Like, what's the restrictions? What I heard, there wasn't a credit check. It's like, it's like Enterprise, but you, you know, you sign in a contract. The insurance is included. There's no extra cost for insurance. That sounds like a dream. Um, you have to pay for gas. That's about it. Yeah. <coughs> and I'm pretty sure you have to have your license have to be clean. So no DUIs, no blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, no craziness. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But parking ticket or two, I think is yeah, not a big deal, but $1,500 a month. That's a mortgage. Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying people want to ball out. They want to look nice. Maybe somebody want to do it for their anniversary or something. Well, now you just rent a car. But yeah. a Cadillac. Yeah, but you cabin. can't. I mean, you get the $1,500 a month. You get any Cadillac you want. And yeah. then you could switch it. Let's say, okay, today I want a red Cadillac. So you're saying Are I young? can have um, a different Cadillac every day for every one month? For one month, you can switch it out as much as you want to. Mm. That's not bad. What? That's good. That's good. I a That's <laughs> good. That's good. I mean, but I'm not a car person. So what's the cool Cadillac right now?
6: I mean, yeah,
0: Sevilles. You got the Escalade. Well, oh, so the clean. Oh, Escalades. I call them the dope dealer cars. Yeah. <laughs> the gas guzzlers. The cars that look like you just stepped into a rap video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know uh, much about cars. Is it the only, only the ones that's up to date, or is it, like pastime cars as well? Do they have pastime hey, cars as well? Nice I have no idea. What's a pastime Cadillac that you might? I know? mean the Seville's the seventy. I mean, the, what is it? The sixty-eight Seville? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if the year's right, but somewhere around there, those are nice. Those are like the pimped-out cars, you know. That the, not to say the pimps, but you know, the car enthusiasts like to buy. And ride, riding and nice. Yeah, uh, Sleek. I want to know what the catch in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the catch is. Like I, I've re- I I've read so many reports, and you know they tell us all the benefits, but I've yet to find out. Like it has to be a catch. Like fifteen hundred dollars a month in New York—that's not hard for anybody to do. Nope. Anybody that's doing a little bit of hustling <laughs> could come mm-hmm. up with that a month. Like a homeless person can hustle and sleep <laughs> in the car, so I'm like, what is what are they doing to protect themselves from um, that being abused? That's what I'm saying. Like, it probably have probably have to have like some hard strict requirements. I'm just pretty sure they're not gonna let anybody with a with the money drive the actual car. <sighs> we will see. I'm gonna check it out because I actually want to do it, mainly because. I want a car, but I don't want to keep a car. My husband wouldn't let me bring our car from Michigan. So I technically don't have a car in New York because he says it's too expensive. But this car, it has the insurance and everything is included. Still won't be able to find a place to park, though. Yeah, that's true. New York. There's no parking nowhere. Parking period. Well, it's parking in Brooklyn. I've seen parking. Like, y'all got more parking spaces than in Manhattan. But then in again, Manhattan. the parking rules can catch you, too. Because they want you to move your car at 5 a.m., 3 a.m., Ticket City. Wait. So, you, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait here, buddy. See, nobody told me about this. See, in New York, there's always a catch. Yeah. So, why do you have to move your car? Explain this. Why do you have to move your car at 3 o'clock in the morning? Because the um the, the street sweepers, the car, the um, cleaning the roads... You have to move on that side of the street. Alternate side parking, basically. Every single day? Certain days, it might be like Mondays and Wednesdays. They might clean the streets. And you have to wake up like 3 a.m. to move your car. <sighs> so. And like on certain busy blocks in Brooklyn, especially, by 4 p.m., you can't get no parking spot. All the parking spots on your block are gone. So, Kiki not, still not getting a yeah. car, huh? I had a car <clears throat> had to give it away because it's all the rules and you be getting tickets every day. It's not worth it. So I had a rental car in June in New York and uh, we drove back because um, I was picking up some stuff from Michigan in the car. So we drove back, got to my neighborhood. We parked it. We parked about eight foot from a hydrant. It wasn't four foot. We actually like got this on video. My <laughs> crazy husband did it. That's anyway, funny. so that was like, Let's say eleven o'clock at night by eleven o'clock the next morning when we were about to take the car back to Enterprise, so this is twelve hours here, buddy. We already had two tickets Wow so See, we ra- don't play. we racked up about three hundred dollars worth of tickets in twelve hours without even moving the They're car mm. so my crazy husband like did a whole recording and then he had me to um well. He did himself. He did a whole recording about how many steps it was from the hydrant to the car. Like, this is not four feet. It, it was retarded. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. So, yeah. So I was thinking about I was thinking about literally moving to Brooklyn so I could have a car. Because I see that it's ten times more space in this and these I neighborhoods. It, if you, I think if you want to get a car, I think Queens would be best.
5: Queens. I
0: don't know. I don't because know. Because Queens really don't have ultimate side of the street parking line. you. Most of it is houses So you have to clean Your own spot I don't know I don't know nothing about I don't know nothing about No, no, about no Queens Mm -hmm. Yeah, Queens would be the best Possibly Or probably I don't know too much about Staten Island But Manhattan For sure not Brooklyn No Only bro. Well, Brooklyn, no Only Queens I could see Or like Long Island But That's also houses uh, okay, so now you got me thinking, rethinking my whole thing. Cause I lived in multiple areas In uh, Manhattan in like the last, um, about the last nine months trying to figure out exactly where I wanted to stay. And I checked out the Bronx, didn't really like the Bronx. Um, Manhattan, certain parts of it I liked. Um, Brooklyn, it's kind of growing on me. Brooklyn kind of reminds me of Detroit a lot. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you got any Queens um, listeners, you know, call in. Tell me how you like Queens and why I should be moving. I need your opinions because I can't, um, I can't decide. I don't know what's good because where I come from, what looks nice doesn't look anything like New York. All of New York looks gritty no matter what neighborhood you're in. So, I can't tell if this is the... Nice, nice neighborhood. That's or true, not true. the nice, nice neighborhood. Because to me, to be honest, you know, everything looks the same here. It's just more trash in certain areas. <laughs> Honestly, if you really want to know, like, the nice, nice neighborhoods, go there in the night. See what they're doing in the nighttime. Because you never know, like, the daytime, everybody's cool. Everybody's nice and sweet. But at night, like, as the song said, the freaks does come out at night. So we would, you would only have to see for yourself. Also, research probably the schooling districts. Try to just see the actual neighborhood as one. Do your research. That's what I would say. Okay, so you have any suggestions about neighborhoods in Europe? Remember, I am from Michigan. I'm a Detroiter. i suburban Detroit. I lived in the metro area. So, you got some areas that you think is suburban enough for me to live in? How to let your girl 718 and we will be back in a moment.
5: She's gone again.
7: She's gone again. no. no. you <laughs>
8: If you want. So let's just stay in the moment Smoke some weed, drink some wine Reminisce, talk some shit Forever young is in your mind Leave a mark that can't erase Neither space nor time So when the director yells cut I'll be fine I'm uh, forever young Forever young I
5: wanna be forever young Do you really want to live forever? Forever never I will want-
8: Why? fin not much while we're alive Life is for living, I'm living uptight. See you somewhere up in the sky Fin I die, I'll be alive For a million years, bye bye, so not for legends I'm forever young, my name shall survive Through the darkest blocks, over kitchen stoves, over pirates pots My name shall be passed down to generations While debating up in barbershops Young slung, hung here, showed it a nigga from here. With a little ambition, just what we can become here. And as the father passed the story down to his son's ears. Younger kid, younger every year, yeah. So if you love me, baby, this is how you let me know. Don't ever let me go, that's how you let me know, baby. Forever young, I
5: Never Forever young I want to be forever
8: young Forever young Do you really want to live forever? Forever young Just let it run Forever young Slammin' Bentley Dawson Hoppin' out of portions Poppin' up on Forbes list Gorgeous Hold up Niggas got a lost it They be talkin' bullshit I be talking more shit They nauseous Hold up I'll be here forever. You know I'm on my false shit. But I ain't with foreclosure. I will never forfeit. Less than four bars. Google bring the chorus in. Did you get the picture yet? I'm painting you a portrait of young. Forever
5: young. I wanna be forever young. Forever young. Do you really want to live forever? Forever. Forever.
0: And we're back So, I got my girl Shatanya on the line Again, celebrity stylist She's freaking amazing To so talk to us about the Globe and Globes How are you, sweetie?
6: Hi, Kiki Hi, everybody
3: I am fine
0: Hello, hello How are
3: you guys? I'm doing great I'm good,
0: good. <laughs> You always sound so happy We need some of your happy juice
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, it's called meditation. Lots of meditation.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, I, I try to stay happy as much as possible.
0: Well, living in New York, you got to find a happy place.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a native New Yorker, so yes, you have to find a happy place. <laughs> you have to find a happy place because if you don't, you go crazy. it's just too many people. But yes, the Golden Globes was last night, and the red carpet was definitely uh, something to be seen. It's, you know, a couple of seasons, it was like, you know, some of the red carpets have started to get a little dry, but this season, it was some really good things. I mean, this this award season is really some really good things that I saw. So, yeah, did you, how did you guys like it?
0: I agree. I thought it was a lot better. I thought the men did a lot better, too. Um, Mm. It wasn't just the typical black and white tux. They were very suited and booted. I I was surprised. The girls knocked it out of the park, especially some of my colored girls. They totally killed it. I was very proud of it.
3: And that's exactly what I noticed. One of the trends for the red carpet, a lot of people came with lots of colors, lots of bold colors. And, you know, a lot of people got out of their comfort zone and really got out there. Like, one of my favorites was, um, my favorites on the red carpet was Sarah Jessica Parker wearing Vera Wang. And um, actress Ruth uh, N- Nega, she had on a Louis Vuitton like silver silver gown, long silver gown, and I think it was kind of like a, like sequence of beaded like metal material, it was so gorgeous, that was definitely one of my favorites, along with Janelle Monet. and she had on a Iman, Amani Privé, so that was definitely uh, a moment for her, I love that, the little dress that she had on, it was actually a custom piece, and we got to see some of her legs this season. So <laughs> I've never seen her legs before on the Me red carpet. So, oh my gosh, she has legs. So that was definitely one something that I loved. Naomi Campbell's dress and her Versace dress she had on was really structured. Yeah, but she's but not. really they good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but she that's not fair. She's a model. Like, she, she looks <laughs> gorgeous for a living. Like, so she cheated. But yeah, her dress was awesome.
3: It was, it was, yeah. Tavia Spencer, she knocked it out of the box she, for the curvy girls and her um, tuxedo that she did. I think that was a really good choice for her to go with the menswear-inspired look. She had on a tuxedo by uh, Laura Bossy. Um, I'm, I'm new to that designer, but it seems like she has really nice stuff. So that was definitely a, a great moment for the red carpet. With those, those are definitely one of my some of my favorites. Along with Pharrell Williams, he had on Chanel, and he I think he to me was the most creative for the men. He He always he yeah. So he was good. Even Kuma Goodens Jr. his his tuxedo was nice too. It wasn't the norm, so he was good.
0: But I'm just glad that Pharrell have kind of ditched the 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 hats. The, the, you know and I want to show him some love Because he liked my Instagram post about yeah. hidden figures And at first I was like oh this is probably Some fan page but no Blue check marks so shout out to him <laughs> And thank you yes. so much for leaving shout the hats alone, buddy because you really did look good At the Golden Globes Yeah he did
3: I really love the Chanel He said that it was from the Bombay collection of, From 2012 the Bombay Paris collection from two thousand twelve. So I was like, Okay <laughs> I throw that. But it was really, really good. Um, what did you so, think you know, about
0: was, um what's her name? My favorite one, the one I posted on Instagram. Um, from Blackish, my girl from Blackish, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. What did you think about I her think dress?
3: She, she was definitely one of my standout people. Uh Tracy Ellis Ross, she was wearing Zoo here zoo here morat. Zo here. he's. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't even. I think I'm butchering his name, but he's definitely one of my favorite designers. I love that piece. Like all of his pieces are amazing, but like I really, really love that piece. The beading. It was. It was giving me, you know, a little avant-garde and then it gave me a little bit of 20 Flapper. But it was. I loved it. I really loved that piece. The whole whole ensemble, all together. The rings and stuff. Everything. The whole thing was pulled together really cute.
0: Now, someone who I thought looked absolutely stunning, and I do not want to butcher her name because I love her, the lead okay. actress um, in Quantico, Pet, is it Petra, Pet, Petica, I, I cannot put out, I, I don't want to butcher it, but I loved her. Right. She looked
3: like freaking amazing. I know, like I can't... Uh... I'm not even going to attempt to <laughs> to continuously butcher her name either. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she looks good as well. I know a lot of people kept talking about Emma Stone. as Like, that was one of the trending, oh, Emma looked so amazing. She was wearing Valentino. She looked good. To, the dress was pretty, but I just did not think it went with her skin complexion. I didn't but
0: either. I totally agree with you. Like I have to co-sign that it was a little off. It was a cute. Yeah. It was cute, just not to me. Just not for her.
3: Yeah, like she, she. You know, the dress was definitely pretty, and but it was she was too pale, and the color was too pale. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Those two pieces, to that you know that piece for her, or maybe. Maybe just that piece in a different color, more of a blush color or something, but something to, to add some contrast because it wasn't my favorite for her. I think she's done much better than that. But, it, you know, it was a gorgeous dress. Yeah. So And Nicole Kitten also was a, one of those people. She was wearing Alexander McQueen. Her dress was pretty but not for her, I feel like. She was a little too pale for that dress, too. But, what?
0: Yeah. What do you think about a lot of the natural hair that I noticed that was rolling down the runway? I mean, down the well, uh, red carpet, it,
3: especially Issa Rae from Insecure. She killed the red carpet. She really looked good. Her hair, her dress, everything was just perfect. I was definitely feeling the embracement of the natural hair on the red carpet. It looked really good. Everyone, you know.
0: It, definitely look, mm-hmm. it looked so pretty, but how hard is it to really keep up natural hair when you are a celebrity that have to run around town every two seconds?
3: That's a difficult job because natural hair, you know, people, it looks like it's low maintenance, but it's very high maintenance because especially ripping and running and stuff like that, you definitely have to always go get your hair done. Especially to stop it from being frizzy and all those different things. You definitely have to have a great natural hairstylist on deck, on speed dial to help you out. Especially as an actress, I think, because of the fact that they're always trying to do things to your hair. And not everyone knows how to take care of or style natural hair. I think that has to be a little difficult. You know, everyone can do treated hair. But not everyone can do natural hair, especially ripping and running the way they do with such a demanding schedule. I know that that kind of, it, it probably brings an issue, especially if you wear your hair kind of like how, um, like Tracy Ellis Ross, where it's always out and curly. So I'm sure that's, a, you know, a lot of maintenance to it. With the hairstyle that Issa had, you know that could probably go for a few days or a week or so because it's more confined. But she probably, you know, if you get a hairstyle like that, it probably be easier to deal with, and you don't have to worry about people trying to pick in it and do stuff to it because they can't. So that's how I feel like the natural hair. But I know it's probably a little difficult, especially when you're going. You know, it's like if going into Hollywood, there's not a lot of natural hair salons, like New York if you live in New York, there's a lot of different natural hair salons in New York hair braiding salons and things of that nature, but you know, transitioning to being in the California life there's not really that many the market isn't that huge there
0: so um, before we let you go, give us your top five who killed it last night at the Golden Globes?
3: Okay, so my top five who killed it, definitely Sarah Jessica Parker, Ruth Nega, I really loved her, Janelle Monae, yes. uh, who else, Issa Rae, and I think I got one more. One more, and I will, because I'm like flipping between uh, I'm gonna give it to Tracy. Tracy Ellis Wall. <laughs> that was my pick, yay. yay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Tracy. Definitely she killed it. They you know, they really did their thing on the red carpet. I know a lot of people were talking about the Kerry Washington dress. Not a big fan of it, but you know, she's Kerry. She can she's allowed one time to not blow us away, so I mean, she looks gorgeous
0: in a paperback.
3: So yeah, exactly. We have that the the cute little petite shape, your yeah, she's she good. <laughs> she well,
0: good. my sister in style.
3: Great mm-hmm. having
0: you on. We're about to go oh, to some God. music and then we're gonna have Ann Mahoney me. from The Walking Dead. This is the Kirby mm-hmm. Show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: will definitely be listening tonight. <laughs> Love
3: ya. Bye.
0: God. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Maybach
9: music In the world of so many Baby girl, you are that one I deserve that. I deserve you Funk Master Flight Night nice. Funk Master Night is a boss on my level who provides her every need all i fiend is a queen in my presence i can hold until i die Cup couple cheese in the bezel i'm a boss I'm hustling Double MG winning, it And the streets is loving it All this paper coming in My baby touching it I pin it to the wall You know this way Be fucking it
7: To show a VG I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt 10 years older But fuck it was something to do I'm living out in LA I drive a sports car just to poo. I'm a real big baller Cause I made a million
1: dollars And I spend it on girls' and shoes you don't wanna be high like me, never really know why like me. You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster and be the
7: alone. And you don't wanna ride the bus like this Never know who to trust like this You don't wanna be stuck up on that station Stuck up on that station and Oh I know A Sad soul Sad soul Y'all in oh, I so.
4: Talento on repeat But if you think you're gonna get away from me Better change your mind The honey got me feeling right You're going home with me tonight Let me hold you Girl, cross my Tell your friends goodbye. We can make our way outside. If they think they're going to stop you coming with me. Better change their minds. The honey got us feeling right. Going home with me tonight.
10: Please, won't you wait? Won't you stay? At least down the sun goes down. When you're gone, I lose faith. I lose everything I have found. Heartstrings, violence. That's what I hear when you're by my side. That's what I hear when you're by my side Ooh.
5: But when you're gone, the music goes I lose my rhythm, lose my soul So hear me out before you say the night is over I want you to know that we gotta, get to carry on so Don't let
10: this be our final song was
0: I didn't want to turn the music down. So I have someone on the line right now who I've been stalking. Actually I've been stalking her all season. She just doesn't know it. So she might need I might end up being on her security list. We got Anne Mahoney from the Walking Dead. How are you, baby?
6: I'm great. I'm so thrilled to be on your show. (laughs) We love you.
0: Okay, so for those just tuning in, we also featured in on a um, curvymagazine.com post that went like crazy. So I know you guys love her. So while we're talking, you could at tweet me or use the hashtag curvyshow and ask her questions. The phone lines have been kind of crazy the last hour because they all love you. So if you can't get through, just use the hashtag CurvyShow. And I'll ask her while we're talking.
6: So it's awesome.
0: So how was your um? How was your New Year's?
6: Oh, it was wonderful. It was um. I went out to uh, Bourbon Street. I live in New Orleans, and uh, I went down to Bourbon Street, which I don't do often. But I had some out of town family members in town, so we went out, and uh, I danced in the rain and. Uh,
0: watch them get drunk. Uh, Well, at least you had fun. Everyone that works at the Kirby show apparently went to sleep. Yeah, Including me on New Year's (laughs) Eve. How much of a loser are we? That's
5: usually what I
0: do. So, um, why did you abstain from drinking? Is there a little Annie on the way? No, no, no. I have two little
6: ones. I have two little ones already. I'm done. I'm, I turned 40 this year, so I'm I'm done with the baby making. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but I was I, I felt I was the de- designated driver, so I uh, abstained for the evening. But I, had, I i had had plenty of fun through the holidays, um, so I was I was happy to do it. It was fun to watch.
0: Ah, no, you're supposed to say 24. You're 24 forever, no matter who asked you. Yes, 24. I'm 16. <laughs> now, see, that's not even legal, so we can't even claim that.
6: Right, right. I don't want to be that. Not not again. I wouldn't do 16 again. You couldn't pay me, me 16 again.
0: Me hmm. either. I was such a loser. All I did was read books and be on a computer. I did not have fun in high school.
6: Yeah, exactly. But 24, 24 is good. 24
0: is good. And you could totally pass for 24. So me and you, we're going to be 24 until we're like 64. So.
6: Okay, so I'll let you know when the annual anniversary of my 24th birthday happens.
0: <laughs> okay. I will most definitely send you 24 candles.
6: Okay, great.
0: So you're a Southern girl. How did you start acting? Um, did they have any type of programs like that in the South?
6: Um, well, I live in New Orleans, so it's 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 pretty it's pretty culturally diverse there. Are, but I just was real fortunate in that um, I started on stage when I was four years. Yes. I have great parents. Both my parents are um, musicians, and um, so I, I was. I started off as a ballet dancer, which you can imagine at the curvy show was tough on a curvy girl. But I was a good dancer, and um, and then I started in plays when I was ten years old. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to have an amazing um, teacher in in high school named Morris Block, who is not no longer with us. He was a wonderful Aww. man who just really believed in my talent and um really encouraged me to pursue it. Um, he's actually morbid, but it's also awesome. He's very far from where I live now, and I go, I go talk to him now and again when I'm feeling conflicted about life and my career and whatnot. But um, he really encouraged me and believed in me, and so I went on to study acting in college, and I got my master's in acting also. So it's, it's been a part of my life. I mean, I'm, I'm 40. I've been doing it since, basically since I was four, so it's, it's been my whole life.
0: Uh, I don't think that's morbid at all like um there's people in my life who mentored me that's no longer with me that I sometimes talk to I sometimes even go to their Facebook page and just leave a message like you know I'm here and I'm doing this watch out for me I don't think that's um morbid at all I think in order to really appreciate the future you got to honor those in the past who's opened the door for others so
6: I absolutely agree with you. I have such a such an unbelievable sense of gratitude for him and for the teachers I've had through the years. And I teach now as well, so I'm hoping to hoping to inspire at least one student the way he inspired me.
0: And that's all it takes. So, what was when what was the moment for you when you were like, "This is what I want to do for the rest of my life"?
6: <laughs> um, you know, that's interesting. I was. I was on stage with my first professional show. I was doing um, a little night music. It's a Stephen Sondheim musical that I love. It's actually one of my favorites. And I was playing. I was 17, and I was playing the 13-year-old. This is a theme that's continued in my life. I've always played younger. Um, and it was a singing role. And I just, my, my dad, who was, both my parents are very dear to me, my dad was um, coming to the show every night without telling me. Aww. I didn't know. I know. And so it was one of those scenes where it was two different scenes going on. Lights will go down on one scene and you freeze. And the other scene, you know, does its thing. And then the lights come up. And in one of the moments when the lights were down and we were frozen, I heard my dad's laugh. And um, so I knew he was there. And so I I went and found him after the show. And I was like, what are you doing here? he's like, well, I've come a few times, you know. But I just, I saw his pride and belief in what I do, and my, my dad is an incredible jazz musician and composer, and so I knew if he was seeing that, like, I always looked at him that way, like, this incredible talent, this amazing man, he's a great deal of humility um, and talent, so I saw in his eyes, I was like, I think, yeah, I mean, I always kind of thought that this is what I wanted, but... I can see that someone else recognizes it in me, too. So I I would say it was around then that I was like, yeah, this is it. I I can't do anything else.
0: Oh, that is so sweet. (laughs) Thank you, Dad, for the encouragement if you're listening. We love Mm -hmm. daddies and mommies on this show.
6: Yeah, for sure.
0: So what? Was your breakout television role? I'm not gonna claim Walking Dead because you've done entirely too much before then. So
6: <laughs> it, it is Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> I don't believe it. I saw your yeah. resume. You're being modest.
6: <laughs> well, to me, I guess it felt like it felt like the breakout role. Um, it was the first time anybody had really trusted me to continue to come back on a show. You know, that takes time to build it up. I didn't start doing film and television acting until 2003. I was pretty much a classically trained theater actress. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, Heart of Dixie in in 2011 was certainly um, a big step forward. But Walking Dead just opened, I mean, has opened so many doors for me in, in an extraordinary way. So I really do have to credit them. I have to credit Scott Gimple, who's the executive producer, who just, he cast me from tape, which doesn't happen on that show, and um, he just, he said to me, I just watched your reel and I just knew you could do anything that we would need you to do. I cried when he said that. <laughs> I was like so touched. But yeah, that's Walking Dead is it. I really believe that it's the, the breakout thing for me.
0: So before you actually walked on the set and you got the script for whatever the episode was and you started to learn about Olivia, what did you like about her?
6: Um, I like that she is a person who was instantly trusted. Um, I hope that I'm that way as a person. I often say, jokingly, that Olivia is a much better person than I am. I try to be as good as she is. But (laughs) if you think about it, you know, the the episodes before, they they went to Terminus. The last time the group gave over their weapons was in Terminus, and they almost all got killed.
5: Mm -hmm. So the
6: fact that they look at this woman... Olivia and decide that they are gonna listen to Rick and Rick looks at her and, and says, Give her the weapons to me is is a crucial piece of the story, is that they trust her enough and they trust that Rick trusts her to do that, especially after their experiences. So to me she's that person that you meet in your life that you just you instantly trust. And I love that about her. I love that she's and she is trustworthy not always on top of her game leaving things unlocked and whatnot. but you know (laughs) yeah I
0: was kind of mad at that but (laughs) yeah mama bear she's like a mama bear character to me so I understand when you say the trusted one she's a mama bear so yeah I was kind of mad at mama bear when she left things unlocked but we're not going to go there yeah
6: (laughs) it's okay that's your prerogative you know you Can't love us the whole time or it's boring, right? True,
0: true. <laughs> so, um, you spit to me, you and um, Carl. No, I gotta say it right. Carl, did I, did I do it right? Did I do the country, and country? Yeah, Carl, <laughs> like I'm sorry, Leakin. Um, oh my god, he's hilarious when he gets his country accent because I, yeah, no, no, Leakin, <laughs> his, last, his last name is Lincoln. I'm the, see our our DJ in the studio, not even knowing the characters' names. He's messing up. I'm gonna need you to go back and look at the characters' names yeah. and the actor who actually plays the no, character. I'm gonna need, need you to do that to this because this is this is the Walking Dead fan club here. You cannot be in the studio <laughs> and not know their Andrew Lincoln's real name. Listen, I mean, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, when we if you play a role in a in a, in a show that I like that name sticks to you throughout any show you go through. But you so need to know his real no matter, name no, also. No, no, listen, no matter what show you go to, I'm still going to be calling you your Walking Dead character name, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of
11: <laughs> Olivia from... You're, you're always Olivia for me. Okay? <laughs>
0: she, always, you'll always be Olivia for me. Oh, thank you. Okay, so Andrew Leakin, who plays Rick Grimes, has this country accent that is hilarious to me when he's saying Carl. Carl! Mm -hmm. So, Carl Carl and (laughs) Olivia spent, to me, spent the most time with Negan this entire season. Yes, that's true. We learned a lot about um, Negan through Olivia and Carl. So, that's what I was talking about while you buttoned into our conversation. (laughs) Anywho, So, your character, like, really started to get a personality that was beyond the mama bear. Like, we saw her cry. We saw her get mad. We saw her get assaulted. And I just want to know, how hard was it for you, before you actually had to slap the hell out of um, Negan, Negan. since we're going to say character names in here, not actually actor names, anyway... So, how hard was it for you to not slip the hell out of Negan before you actually had to when he started making the, the the fluffy girl jokes?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always hard, you know? I mean, it's, it's something deeply rooted in my life and in my own struggles as a woman, you know? So, I've dealt with that in real life, you know, like men calling me into their offices and talking to me about how I need to lose weight for this role I'm going to play on stage, you know? And um, me thinking, oh, why? Because you don't like the way I look? Because I know I can do it physically. I'm not unhealthy, right? I'm in fine shape. So it certainly it took everything because it's, it's something that I've always wanted to do and I haven't always been in the position to be able to do it, right? To go just tell them to F off and slap them. I've always wanted to, so... It was an effort.
0: <laughs> Did you like go to the writers and say something to him to them like seriously? You are gonna just make fun of me like that? Really?
6: You know what's interesting is that in so in one oh uh, in seven oh four the fourth episode of the season when he first says um, I, I can't be the only one who's noticed she put the fat lady in charge of the pantry. Remember that line? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, like a couple weeks before I shot that the executive producer, he called me. He said, Listen, I just I'm sorry I didn't get to you before you read the script. I just want you to know that, you know, Negan says an awful thing about you in this script and I just want you to know that none of us feel this way about you. You think <laughs> you're beautiful and you're talented, he goes, But Negan is an a hole. Yes. And he says a hole things. And so, you know, and you'll notice that no one else reacts, right? No one nods and goes, Yeah. Rick gives him this look like, what a jerk, right?
5: Mm-hmm. But
6: you may also notice that in that scene when the garage door opens and I first meet Negan and he you know, he says, well, lead on, bring us into the pantry. I turn around and he watches my behind as I, I walk I did away. notice that,
0: too. I, I, there's mm-hmm. actually some memes out there with that uh, as a gif.
6: <laughs> Poor Negan has all these skinny post-apocalyptic girls. He's like... Negan would like some big booty. Negan would be into that.
0: Yeah, because there is no at all in the in his harem of girls at the Negan house. Um, I forgot. No,
6: no, he would he would want some booty, some booty, some legs, some curves to love on. Absolutely, I think he has. I mean, I think I hope everybody noticed he has a thing for Olivia. So, um, in that way, I think it's good, and I think it's good she stands up for herself.
0: The slap yeah. that was heard around the world. And it was so funny because I had um, male friends on Facebook when it happened. The whole timeline was like, go girl. And I was like, <laughs> even the men were mad. Like, he deserved he did,
6: it. He did. He was a I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that. And then I got the other end of it, too, because some people who I would be like, I would love to see you shirtless on camera, <laughs> who, were, who would say things like, oh, and then the mercy." He yeah, so funny. I'm like, yeah, it's real funny. I'm glad you think that's funny. You know, but it's, 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 that's the business. You know, I've been dealing with that my whole life. You have to kind of, um, have to kind of just have a, a thick skin about it, you know? <laughs> so, but I, I'm glad that I, oh, that was the other thing. When Scott Gimble called me and told me, you know, I'm so sorry about that line, that this is, the, you know, how we feel. And I said, "Well, you know, you could really make it up for me, up to me, if you would let me slap the crap out of Negan, like they have in a comic book." Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, "I don't know if we're going to have time to get to that, but we'll see." So when I got um, the seventh episode of the season, I remember reading it. And I just was like, "Yes, yes!" I was like running <laughs> around the house. And I was so happy that I got to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. How good did it feel?
6: So good. And you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a human is the most delightful thing on the planet. Just delightful. And he's tall. He, he gets the jerk. Oh, he's so fine, isn't he? And he's tall because I'm I'm five seven. And let me tell you, in the acting world, I might as well be an Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, as a woman. And he is six foot some, something gorgeous. Six foot something gorgeous. So yeah, it's so nice to look up to a man on television for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I-
0: I'm 5'8", and people think I'm tall. No. That's no, actually...
6: no. You're like, but in, in the biz- if you were in my business, you're a giant.
0: Well, um, yeah, Negan is a ho. I do not yep. like him, none whatsoever. I cannot wait for the moment to die. But I find him to be so sexy. So after you slapped him, I, I kind of thought for a second, hmm, Could have been a nice little five-minute quickie.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I would have been into that. I would have been into that. That would have been fun.
5: (laughs) I'm
0: like, I need to knock the hell out of you so you understand and respect me, but we could still get it on.
6: (laughs) Believe me, I thought about the same thing. I thought that would be fun. Actually, um, when I did the interview with Talking Dead, they said, you know, if Olivia survives, think she would have been in Negan's harem now according to the comic book she wouldn't have been but I was like yeah I think she would be like his executive chef <laughs> executive chef courtesan
0: see why, <laughs> why, why, why the fluffy chick gotta be the chef wife why can't she just be the wife
6: well she does make prosciutto remember in the very first episode she says I made some kick ass pickles and I used to make prosciutto in my basement so you know if you got the talent you got the talent
0: Still, that's there's just so many jokes in that that I would want to leave it alone. <laughs>
6: that's true. I had thought about it that way.
0: So how long be- before the actual episode, when you actually shot the episode, did you know that you were going to die?
6: I knew, uh, I knew about a month before I shot my final episode.
0: How did they break it to you? Was it a meeting? Was it flowers? Did Negan say, get the hell out? How did it go? <laughs>
6: Um, Scott Gimple called me, so that was the second phone call this evening. Um, <laughs> I was in bed with my husband, my two kids are running around, and, uh, my phone rang and it says Scott Gimple, and I looked at my husband and I went, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's terrible. That's I just do it. I do it the second I because, you know, the first time he called me, I thought, really? That would be... Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Hello? <laughs> Everything just went dead. do what she Go, 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 go,
1: go, 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 go,
0: Well, apparently we didn't have all our people together, but kind of walked off and dropped the call.
6: <laughs> I'm here, I'm back. <laughs>
0: Yay. So, we left off, Scott Gimple gave you a call, and he was like, I'm dead. Yeah,
6: and I just knew. you know. And then he was just lovely about it. He said, you know, I would work with you again anytime. I would recommend you to anyone. It's, you know, so lovely to find an actress who's... On that, humble and hardworking and easy to work with. And he said, You know, we just knew the audience reacted so positively to you and loved you so much that we knew it would be devastating for them to lose you. I was like, Thank you. <laughs> I think. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it,
0: it hurt yeah. the heart.
6: Yeah. It, it is still hard, but you know, I, I mean, okay, so I'm also a spiritual person. I don't know if you know that about me, but.
0: Oh, we but love I, I, Jesus over here, too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so I really do believe that, you know, God moves things in and out of our lives for, for reasons that may not seem um, understandable at the moment, but later become really clear. And so I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to have faith that, that it, you know, this was a moment in my life that had to happen and that it's, it's leading to the next things. And, you know, the next thing is already happening. I'm playing um, Gladys Presley. Elvis Presley's mom in a new series on country music television that starts on February 23rd. I shot that this summer as well. And, um, you know, I'm hoping it's been testing really well with audiences. So I'm I'm hopeful that that will bring a little bit more, you know, recognition of my work as an actress. And, you know, I hope to be a kind of a chameleon actress. I want to be able to do a wide variety of things. So maybe it just needed to happen. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm personally extremely sad. I've been a Walking Dead fan from the beginning, so every time someone dies, like my life is over for like a week. <laughs> I mean, I can't eat, I can't talk, I don't want to do anything, I don't update social media. I mean, we had Glenn and Abraham, and that took me that took me a, a month to get over with. Let me tell you, literally.
6: Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it
0: then you and I'm like oh my god like I could I was just numb you know how you go through so much pain that you can no longer feel it yeah. I was just numb yeah. I was just like Aww. I'm not watching the show no more <laughs> I've done and I'm a fangirl so I'm in all the groups and everybody in the groups are saying the same thing we're done with the walking Dead, yeah. and then it killed off someone else's our favorite so right now oh we're god. like boycott <laughs> <laughs>
6: I, mean, I was sad too I was sad initially and then of course you know when it came out again watching it is kind of a weird trip you know my mom watches the show and my mom was like i didn't I didn't like that I didn't like seeing that <laughs> you know because I'll always be her baby you know but um yeah it was sad and 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 I'm gonna miss her she was she was dear to me I, I loved playing her
0: so how much prosthetic went into um your dev scene that they really like do a lot with your eye?
6: They, yeah, they did. They did a beautiful job. That was actually a fun thing when I, I went in for a test. You know, they test all the makeup first so they know what the timing has to be. So when we're shooting they can figure out how to schedule the scenes, you know, so that I have time to get the makeup on. But, um, so when you go into the special effects makeup trailer, they, um, they put a hot towel on your face and, you know, and they like and, like, use these different astringents to wipe your face off. And I was like, it's like a murder facial. <laughs> so, <laughs> makeup trailer is cracking up. But, yeah, they had, like, it was cool. They had this, like, um, I guess it's silicone. Sorry if I'm screwing this up. Latex? I don't know. Sorry, Greg, et cetera. Caleb, Womble, sorry. Um, uh, they, they take it and they glue it on your face. And then they have to like brush it into your face so that it doesn't look like it was put on top. And then they make it up to make it look like it's a hole in your face. So yeah, it was um, it was really not a long process. It was like, uh, you know, it took about 35 minutes um, once they knew exactly what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot longer. So that was actually pretty quick for that yeah, type of job. Yeah, it was just job. that
6: one little thought because, you know, it's, you don't get to see like later you know how how it changes as she's dead and all that but you just get to see it for that you know right after she's killed
0: oh, don't say that again <laughs>
6: I'm sorry
0: <laughs> so after they aired the episode did you have a Olivia going away party and why wasn't I invited
6: oh you know what I didn't hmm. you know what you know what's funny is that like I was talking to my therapist about it, <laughs> and I was telling her, like, I don't know why I'm so bummed, and she said, have you actually officially kind of sent her off, which would never occur to me, you know, I've, I've had plenty of characters I've played that didn't die, but, you know, the show closes, or it's over, you know, like, it just didn't occur to me to do that, but, you know what, uh, maybe it's a good idea.
0: <sighs> a walking dead funeral, oh my god, heard it here first, let's do
6: that, <laughs> A jazz
0: funeral in New Orleans for Olivia? Yes. Ah, see, that's even that's even better. Um, what they drink down there? Is it big for vodka or tequila? No. Oh, what, what
6: I drink? I, I drink
0: vodka. Oh, Tquila. my type of girl. I
6: can't tequila. Tequila makes me angry and naked.
0: <laughs> so maybe we can get, you know, Negan to come, and then I can <laughs> throw on the tequila. We see
6: what happens. It should be like blueberry lemonade and tequila,
0: or uh, and vodka, right? Lemonade uh, and drops. I, we got to drop the we got to drop the tequila in there. I see. I need to see what this and being crazy Angry looks naked? like. Yes.
5: Ooh, boy. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. so tell me more about this new role with the show that's on the country music station. I've been like doing yeah. some research and looking at clips and whatnot.
6: It's called Sun Records, um, and it's about when um, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash were all young men in the early parts of their career before they were famous. And it's kind of that transitional time between when they were unknowns to when they became knowns. And so you get to follow like their lives, their, um, their music, and, and the music that influenced them, like Ike Turner comes in later. It's incredible. It's a great show all the boys are they sing their own stuff they play their instruments it's not overdubbed it's like these guys are triple threats they're incredible um so i get to play gladys and gladys Presley. i don't know how much you know about her but um elvis was a twin
0: i never um, knew that so that's who everybody's running around everybody's saying isn't dead
6: well so so gladys um the first baby jesse was born stillborn and 30, yeah i know 30 minutes later elvis was born and so to me just starting from there this boy was going to be her everything right because i'm sure i mean i've never had twins i've only had Tinkleton. but i'm sure if your first baby is born stillborn stillborn you must assume the second one is also gone so when he came out alive it must have just brought the son back into her life right that someone that one of them survived and <laughs> She hemorrhaged for um, six weeks after that and got hepatitis, which is why, as her life went on, she gained weight. She got her her face, her color. If you look at pictures of her, you can see she has dark circles under her eyes. and She never really fully recovered, but he was her everything, everything. She was like the epitome of the mama bear. So, um, yeah, I love her. I just actually... The night before, I was I was getting ready to find out if I had gotten cast. I actually prayed to her. I just said, you know, because I honestly believe this. I don't want to play, especially a historical figure, that I'm not going to do justice to, right?
5: Exactly. So,
6: you know, I was like, if you want me to play you, and let's have this happen. And if not, I don't want it to happen. Much as I'd love to do it, I just I want to do justice to her and and who she was, and and you know that relationship. So. Yeah, so that's coming up. That's coming up the end of February, and um, I'm looking forward to people seeing it.
0: And that's CMT, what time? Do you know what time it's going to be in? I don't know
6: what time. That's a good question. But it's February 23rd is when it premieres, and um, I will definitely tweet about it once I know specifically what time it's going to premiere.
0: Okay, and I will be retweeting it. So, <laughs> out of all the characters you've played, who's been your favorite?
6: Do you, are you talking just film and television, or are you talking uh, theater, too?
0: Oh, God, I know you have that long theater. Right?
6: I had to go there, didn't I?
0: Uh, let's go film and television and then
6: theater. Um, film and television it's Gladys Presley. And, and the reason is, is because I love the idea of playing someone who lived and um, doing that research attached to it, and um, so that's exciting for me. I love research, so um, trying to capture that, So that's been very exciting. And, and for theater, I played Hamlet, and um, that was, I don't know if I was good, but I certainly learned a ton about myself and about what I wanted to be as an actress through that process.
0: I never, I've never got the chance to see Hamlet I'm like on Broadway or anything. My oh, husband my, my loves favorite. theater. I'm pretty sure he probably knows you from there. He's very big into going to shows, but I don't know. I just, I love the, I love the screen. I can't get away from the screen. Just, I get it.
6: I get it. I've, I've pretty much. I mean, I did. I mean, I played Hamlet. I played a lot of roles in Hamlet. I've done, i played Sweet Charity and Charity. i played Drood and the Mystery of Edwin Drood musicals and all kinds of stuff. But um, it's, I've enjoyed this foray into film and television. You know, I think I would go back to the stage, but it would have to be the right opportunity.
0: So what do you like more, being on stage or being on the silver skirt?
6: <laughs> they, they both have things I like about them. The thing I love about film and television is that it, um, it's very immediate. So it's kind of stunt like in that there's not a lot of rehearsal. You kind of jump in, and you have to nail it. Right. And there's something exciting about that process. Um, and the thing I love about theater is that there's a rehearsal process. So there's this kind of extended period of time where you get to build this character. So, you know, one to me is like a marathon and one is a sprint. Theater to me is a, is a marathon. It's like you can't You don't just get to do it once or, you know, do a bunch of takes and they choose the best one. Every night you have to get out there again. You have to live moment to moment. You can't get ahead, right? You have to reinvest every single night. And that's its own challenge. Um, And then film to me is more like a sprint. It's like I have – I need to nail this because $10,000 a minute are ticking by. (laughs) So that's an exciting challenge too. So they both have their pluses and minuses.
0: So I'm very big on curvy girls getting into theater and getting into film and television. Um, everyone wants to be a model nowadays. I feel like modeling is very subjective because beauty, everybody has their own idea with beauty are. When you have a talent, sure. your talent is undeniable. It's very hard <laughs> to shut the door on someone that's talented. So I'm pushing, I've been pushing for a while now, that my curvy followers who constantly email me, "Hey, I want to be a model. key I want to be a model. How can I model for your magazine? Da, da, da. I actually try to encourage them to take acting classes, check out workshops and whatnot, because I feel like it's it would be easier for them to get a real spotlight with the talent versus just looking pretty. Because it's easier to shut the door on, on that because, like I said, everybody has their own ideal of beauty. So for someone... Um, regular girl that would like to get into what you do, what would you suggest? What, what what can you give advice you can give them to get started?
6: Well, I mean I mean the first thing I would say is, you know, there's a lot of people who want to get into modeling or acting, but there's there's a smaller number of people who are truly passionate about it, right? And and I can say the heartache that you're gonna experience as an actress if you were perfect, let's say, right? perfect in Hollywood standards, which is kind of to me boring, but that that heartache is enough. So you add in being plus size and, and have all the prejudices that go with that, it's a hard road. So first I would say make sure that you're so crazy passionate about it that there's nothing else you want to do. Right? That would be the first thing. And then the second thing would be like then educate yourself. Get, get yourself out there. Find out who's, you know, who is the best teacher in the town where you're at? And don't ask just anyone. Ask an actor that you admire, someone that you look at who, who you think has a good career or has done well. Ask them, like, who would you take classes from in this town? Because to this day, people ask me, you know, I'm looking for someone to study with. And I tell them the name of the person that I, when I have an audition that I feel like is, is really daunting, I have a coach who I call and I say, hey, you know, his name's James Dumont. Like, can you come coach me on this, right? So when people ask me, I say, James Dumont's the guy you should go to because that's who I go to. So find that actor that you admire wherever you are who's not necessarily, you know, Julia Roberts or Tom Hanks, but someone who, like, you know, right, you know of, and say, how did you get here or who are you studying with? And get some classes. But if you're young enough, go to college. Why the heck not, right? Go to college for it. Study it. Study Get your
0: education.
6: Oh, I'm a big advocate of education. And I think that, you know, that's one end of it. And the other end of it is life experience. You know, I had so many teachers who told me, you need to eat, sleep, breathe, acting, right? And I thought, at at the time, I was like, yes, that's what I need to do. But as I've grown older, I've realized that life is an amazing teacher and, um, if I hadn't had children because I was too afraid of taking a little time off of my career, I can't tell you how much i I would have missed out on as an actress I couldn't have grown. These children have taught me so much about life and mortality and um, <laughs> functioning in real life right that i wouldn't have I wouldn't have experienced if I hadn't had children um so but but I think the education is important it's it's important to understand <laughs> How we, how we get at all this stuff. And then you formulate your own ideas, that things that work for you.
0: That's pretty awesome advice. So before I let you go, tell us once again where um, we can see you at next on CMT.
6: You can see me on um, CMT show. It's called Sun Records. And it premieres on country music television on February the 23rd.
0: And how can they follow you online and stalk you like I do?
6: (laughs) You can follow me on either Instagram or Twitter. It's the same username. It's at Annie Moho. So Annie, A-N-N-I-E, M-O-H-O.
0: All righty. Thanks for talking to us. I encourage you can continue on. I'm very, very excited for your new show. And I appreciate the work that you've done so far. You are awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Love ya. Bye.
6: I love ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: Okay. So, you listen to The Curvy Show uh, with Kiki Samo, my girl Tay, and Dr. Hiko. I mean, DJ Hiko and DJ Shine is in the building right now. We're going to um, get into some more music and then come back and discuss some more hot topics. You're listening to The Curvy Show. The money, raise
4: ground. <laughs> right wow, right will. Send flowers, but you said you didn't receive. Just Mike like Will, me. That girl is a real crowd, please. Small world, all her friends know of me. Young bull living like an old piece. Quick release the cash, watch it fall slowly. Confiscate the money. What did say? <laughs> girl. Wow. Well. Flowers, but you said you didn't Just like did say? That girl is a real crowd, please. Small world, all her friends know of me. Young bull living like an old geese. Quick release the cash, watch it fall slow. John Lennon Lizards like to see him spread. Eagle took a beer to the club and let a party on the table. Screaming, Everybody's famous I like clockwork. I blow it all. Then get some more. Get you somebody that can do both. Like Beatles got the Fogs
9: them just came in through the side though it's so much money on the floor we buy school clothes why you bring a money machine to the club hole? Oh? and pound of, pound of, the final lane pounder pounder down a kilo i you're a stealth pels i hate her like a rondo i upgrade your baby mama to a condo like choppo serving Yale to the gringos
4: black beetle club clothes when i say so that girl is a
12: Alright, alright. Just waiting on that moment. Waiting on my moment. Waiting
13: on my
12: moment.
13: Old dude met mom, it was on. Then he named me over a phone. Prison term, live and learn, sip and serve with my vision blurred. Take this cup of reality, nigga, spin the herb. When you start from the bottom, you can see the top. So when you get to it, don't let them see the spot Next thing you know, you're looking for a rent sign Upper echelon Bitch, we skip line I remember reminiscing in the kitchen Like I wonder when them Braves gonna win it I wonder when them Falcons gonna get here Pirates vision made more than I ever made with DTP this year See, I've been
11: Waiting on that time Feel me if you've been waiting on yours it's
5: close,
12: it's close, it's close. Yeah. Tired of living day to day like everything is alright. It's waiting on that moment. Waiting on my moment. Waiting on
13: my Old dude met mom, it was on. Then he named me over a phone. Prison term, live and learn, sip and serve with my vision blurred. Take this cup of reality, niggas, spin the herb. When you start from the bottom, you can see the top. So when you get to it, don't let them see the spot. Next thing you know, you're looking for a rent sign. Upper echelon. Bitch, we skip line. I remember reminiscing in the kitchen like, I wonder when them braids gonna win it. I wonder when them fouls gonna get here i reckon vision made more than I ever made with DTP this year. Try to live
12: in day to day like everything's alright. Every night just one thing on my mind. I'm just waiting on that moment. Waiting on my moment. You say, you got that off your head. i know next time I smile. As long as I stay hustling, I'm gonna shine. Just waiting on that moment.
13: round jazz and start bowling when I touch the rock and I the block when I pulled up in that mustard drop with that roof off and my shoes off, with y'all bitch niggas. off, real nigga in my hood, who everybody gon' roof off. They seen me come from that bottom, where everybody get bodied. They told me get him, I got him. Now I'm here, nigga. Like yeah, nigga, just Rolls Royces and Bugatti and M4s this year, nigga. If I don't grind, I don't shine. If I am not shine, then I don't eat. If I not eat, then I'ma starve. And if I'ma starve, I pull heat on all y'all bitch ass niggas, all y'all rich ass niggas. So if I don't make no money, nigga, I'm going to
12: take your money, nigga. Try to live in day to day like everything's all right. Every night just one thing on my mind. I'm just waiting on that moment. Waiting on my moment. You say, oh, you got that all shit. Hell, no. next time that's mine. As long as I stay hustling, I'm going to shine. Just waiting on Hell now next time that's mine but As long as I stay hustling, I'm gonna shine no namo I like
5: that
11: Yeah Way, way, way up Turn it all up Yeah Look I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me in my energy. They trying to take the wave from a nigga, fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day. Fuck going online, that ain't part of my day. I got real shit popping with my family too. I got niggas that can never leave Canada too. I got two mortgages, 30 million in total. I got niggas that is still trying fucking me over. I got rap niggas that I gotta days are over fuck them niggas for life yeah i got enemies got a lot of enemies got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy trying to take away from a nigga fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga i got people talking down man like i give a fuck I bought this one a purse. I bought this one a truck. I bought this one a house. I bought this one a mall. I keep buying shit. Just make sure you keep track of it all. I got bitches asking me about the code for the Wi-Fi so they can talk about the timeline and show me pictures of their friends just to tell me they ain't really yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah. 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 Oh, you gotta love it, oh, you got oh, you gotta love it. I heard what's circulating, let's get to the bottom of it. I told one to send me something and I got it covered. Somehow I always rise above it. Why you think I got my head in the clouds on my last album cover? The game is all mine and I'm mighty possessive. Little Wayne could not have found him a better successor. Every shot you see him taking me, they're all contested. Allen, Iverson, shooting on these niggas all in question. Last night I went to sleep wanting more, trying to decide what direction I should go towards. Some nights I wish I could go back in life, not to change shit, just to feel a couple things twice. 28 at midnight, wonder what's next for me. Longevity, wonder how long to check for me. Probably forever if I stay in my zone. I speak on this generation, but can't change it alone. I heard a little, little homie talking reckless and vibe. That's quite a platform you chose, you should have kept it inside. Oh, you tried it, so childish, calling my name on a world stage. You need to act your age and not your girl's age. It gets worse by the annual My career is like a how-to manual So I guess it's understandable, man Oh, you gotta love it You gotta love it, yeah I know rappers that call paparazzi to come and get them To show their outfits off Guess they need the attention I remember when it used to be music that did it But then again, times have changed, man Who are we kidding? I'm managed by my friends that I grew up with I'd rather get that 15% of people I fuck with If me and Future hadn't made it with this rapping We'd probably be out in silicone Trying to get our billions on but here we are, yeah, lately I feel that hate is eating away at my confidence, they scream out my failures and whisper my accomplishments, bitches alter my messages like we have words and stories about my life hit the net like a bad serve, bitter women I'm over texting the PMS and crazy this year, fucking with my image I was trying to reach the youth so I could save them this year, Fuck it, I guess I gotta wait till next year And I heard someone say something that stuck with me a lot About how we need protection from those protecting the block Nobody looking out for nobody Maybe we should try and help somebody or be somebody Instead of being somebody that makes the news so everybody can tweet about it And then they start to R.I.P. about it And four weeks later, nobody even speaks about it I just had to say my piece about it Oh, you gotta love it But they scared of the truth, so back to me showing out in public That's a hottest subject I've been whipping Mercedes, a nigga trying to budget I gotta make it back to Memphis and check on my cousins Shout out to Ashley, Taja, Bianca, Julia, Erica Southern America, part of my heritage, part of my arrogance Part of my hair again, that's that comeback flow, comeback flow Once I start it's a I'm with a girl who acts so big That's partly embarrassing, but fuck all the blushing And fuck your discussions, and fuck all the judgment Your content so aggressive lately, what's irking you? Shit is getting so personal, in your verses too. I wanna prove that I'm number no- one
4: Got
0: no need, she got you know, we need had to go shopping her. one more time, right? Then we so, since we're on the subject of television, do you all watch Gilmore Girls at all? I have a show that I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> I knew it. You're the only one. Come on. Yes, I love how to get away with it. Yeah, that's my show. Yeah, that's <laughs> my show. Well, wait, wait, I got some news. Well, for everybody else that watched Gilmore Girls that's listening, Alexis Badell, you know, who plays Rory, has joined a cast of another television show. She's going to be on a television show on Hulu um, called The Handmaid's Tale. Hand, I'm sorry, The Handmaid's Tale. I have no idea of what the show is about, but it's going to be on Hulu, and she's joining the cast. Now, why this is news is because... Everybody that watched Gilmore Girls have been thinking that this whole four season episode thing that they did on Netflix was because they were trying to test for a new season of Gilmore Girls. Well, it like went wild, like million views, all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. anywho, it looks like if she's joining another cast, and doing another television show. That means we're not going to get a new season of Gilmore Girls. This could mean that this is over. Wow. Very depressed about this. I haven't heard about Gilmore Girls in a long time, though, like five, seven years ago. Well, <laughs> they came out doing, um, doing Thanksgiving time in November. They came out was a four-episode season on Netflix. It was exclusively launched on Netflix, and it was like fall, winter, spring, summer, and each episode was almost two hours long, or was two hours long, um. So it was basically eight episodes because it was four, but it was really two hours. So it was more like eight episodes. And I thought they were doing a test and the test went crazy. Like Facebook, Twitter, internet went wild. I mean, their video clips are getting like millions of views. Like the type of attention that this four um, episode season on Netflix did is the type of attention current shows that's actually on air on real networks is getting. So I'm like, yay, this is awesome. We're going to get a new Gilmore Girls out. Yeah. But is it connected to the old one? Yes, it is. Okay. It's just on a different network. It's not on what will, what would be the CW back then. I think it was WB. Yeah. <laughs> so I was excited. Like, it was like a holiday. I couldn't wait for the Netflix um, notice to pop up saying it had been released. Because I had, like, saved it and to get notified as soon as it came live. And I'm like, Yay. And then I read that she's on another show. And that mm. means I'm not getting a full season. This might have been a one-trick pony. Yeah, wow. That's, that's depressing. So basically, they, they just tease people. Tease people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And and they teach. I'm telling you, the numbers they were getting were like it was an actual show on network, and it had been hadn't been off for like eight million years. Because I think I was still in high school when My Girls was on. Mm Mhm. Long time ago. But that was my show because that was the first time a single mama was on television, and nobody wasn't making a big deal about it. They was actually applauding her. So she she made single moms cool for a bit. So. But anyway, from what I heard, the series about a woman, she's playing a woman that's being forced into sex safe to repop the world. To pe- repopulate the world. So apparently the world is ending and she has to repopulate and so she has sick. to Yeah, so she goes for what? Rory going to <laughs> Yale and trying to write to being a sex slave. So that's interesting. I would watch that though. I'm not gonna lie, I will watch that. Oh so you won't to get more girls, but you'll watch this. So we we see, we see where Tay's head is at. All righty then. It's interesting. I wanna see what it's about. Uh I'm gonna watch it just because it's her, okay. and I want to give it a chance. Even though the storyline sounds terrible, I want to <laughs> give it a chance just because it's her. Like yeah. she's one of my favorite actresses, and she deserves that her fan base support her. But a set slave. what's the name of that show again? It's called That Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, on Hulu. So it's not even on a real network. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Boo. She deserve to be back on Fox, ABC, NBC, mm. someplace. Not on freaking Hulu, which is number two to Netflix. Yes, I'm, yeah. a, Netflix, I'm a Netflix junkie. Okay. And that's that's my bomb. <sighs> so, are you really looking this up? You really trying to yeah. see? She's really oh trying gosh, to watch it. Oh, my gosh. The um, girl from... Orange who? is the new black is on here too. Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> what girl? What's her name? What's her name? Tell Man, me her the name. The one that died. What's her name? Pussie. Yeah. Oh, she. Wait. Wait a minute here. She died. You didn't watch it. I haven't oh. had the chance. <laughs> you just gave away. Uh, I'm mad now. You just oh gave away. Spoiler alert. Didn't know she died. But okay. Thanks <laughs> for telling me. That's funny. So what character is she playing? Is she like the black sex slave or something? Because I know this is set that way back in the day. We're talking about before Moses part of the Red Sea from what I heard. This is crazy. I got to watch this. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess I'll be watching it with you too. But not because of the sex trade. But because of the fact that it's my girl, Rory. <sighs> um, speaking of awesome women. So Michelle Obama did her final speech as first lady. It was very sad. I was about to cry. She said, being your first lady has been the greatest honor in my life. And I hope I made you proud. Yes, you did. You have held yourself with the highest standard with such grace. I mean, much as people trashed her on the internet and talked about her and was mean to her. I mean, what's this so funny? Because, you know, she's like a Harvard graduate, lawyer, all this other good stuff. And then our our new first lady used to be a porn star and no degrees mm -hmm. made up her background. Total opposites. opposites, But, you know, they want us to respect Miss Trump, but don't want us to respect our Mm -hmm. current first lady very interesting well i would like to say miss obama you are freaking awesome i'm very sad that you're leaving um not because i don't think we need to you know respect the democratic process and get a new president it's just because she was such an awesome role model to Mm -hmm. me she was into a lot of different things yeah, she actually cared about a lot of different things. So she was a very active first lady. And when you go through that much adversity, because I used to be the state director for women for Obama, so I know, just, just on my local level, knowing the type of hatred that they face trying to do their job every day, um, the negative attention, the um, the terrible just... The disrespect is on a level I've never seen before. And I've worked in almost every major election for like the last four presidents. I've never seen the type of disrespect people have for President Obama. And what, regardless if you don't like his politics, what I've always admired about First Lady Is that she just still walks with grace, you know, being called a monkey, being called a gorilla. And this is to her face as she's walking into a room, you know, and to not react to it and still be this role model is why, you know, I admire her. Now, on the flip side... Trump is crazy as heck. We all know this. He's like the crazy uncle that you have to hide when when your smart friends come to the house. But that's another thing that I respect about Trump. The only thing I respect about Trump is the simple fact that he's him. He knows he's him. He doesn't care who talks about him. He doesn't care the mean things you say about him, even though if they true. He still keeps rolling. So I respect that the same way I respect that about our first lady. So i was sad that you go, but hopefully, um, I, I don't know about this next first lady. I mean, she already has a question, questionable background, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe she had turn out to be someone who can be the stripper that made it. You know, yeah. I'm not even joking. Only I mean, time will tell. yeah, like maybe she will be the woman who said, I did this in my past. I did that in my past, but this is who I turned out to be. Don't go down that road. You need to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the approach that she takes versus this higher than thou that I'm getting right now. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do that when at any given time you Google your name and you can see everything. I mean, that's just not how it goes. You need to be held to a certain standard. So I'm going to give her a chance. And then hopefully, you know, she takes this negativity. If she was smart, got a good PR person, you could hire me. Um, <laughs> hopefully she takes this and turns it into a story that you could stand on. Because you could never hide from your past. You need to embrace it and use it as a life lesson. Because now she is an example for women and girls in the country. And I hope Miss Trump... Mrs. Trump, I'm sorry, understands her responsibility. Moving on to awesome, more awesome women. So I saw the show I'm sorry, the movie Hidden Figures this past weekend. Super duper excited about seeing it. I was um it was really bad, like snowstorm really? here, but I was really compelled to come out in the snow, so I trucked it. My first winter in New York. So I didn't have car service. I didn't have a cab. <laughs> like, this was wow. me, like, actually on the streets, being blown like Dorothy, <laughs> trying to get to the movie theater. Now I understand. I said, why in the world are people walking around with umbrellas in a snowstorm? I Now I know why. Very smart. Thought it was stupid, but I, I get you now. I understand. The hat and the scarf just don't cut it. So I did all that just to go support the movie, Hidden Figures. It's about three African-American women who basically helped. Well, they didn't help. They were pretty much one of the biggest reasons for our first space, launch in space. space yeah. Um They were mathematicians, engineers, and without them, we would not be in space right now. I what mean, was it's just your favorite part about the movie? My favorite part has absolutely nothing to do with the actual acting. <laughs> the funny thing is, no, my favorite part is the clothes in this movie. Wow. Oh my God. The look is all vintage, but it is... Stunning. Honestly, I was, I was so, looking at that too. So stunning, and it brought this dignity to these women that I've not seen in a movie. Like the, it wasn't the backdrop of the NASA wasn't really a part of the storyline. Like it's just there, but the acting was so on point, and then the clothing just added this mm to it. And it's from the beginning to the end. Like she, the stylist. I actually went and researched who the costume designer was. Um, because I just, I was like, this woman is outdone. I need to talk to her. Yeah. So I actually did. She's going to be on the show next week. So we will talk to her more about that. But the clothing was, it was just, it was just absolutely stunning. Like it's stuff that I want to go try to find and buy. Like they just looked it so classic, And um Taraji P. Henson, who's played, who's playing one of the main characters. Um, she was awesome. Like I kept just cringing thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to get cookie. I don't want to see Cookie. This film is not meant for Cookie. This is not meant for the angry, loud black woman. Like, we got to get some class up in here. So I was a little scared because, you know, I love Taraji, but she can get a little ghetto, get a little hood in her. No, she was outstanding. She Mm -hmm. really was. I totally forgot that I was um, watching Taraji. I did not. Cookie didn't come out none whatsoever. So she's a good actress. Yes, she is. She's really grown from Baby Boy. That's yeah. the nicest thing I can say. In Hustle and Yeah, I like it. From she's no longer, you know, she's no longer this B. Well, not even B. This D list actor. Like she has really grown, and honestly, because of her character on Empire, I didn't think she had. I'm like she's probably stuck in Hoodland. I call it Hoodland. Um, but she really wasn't. It was. It was pretty amazing. But that that's what makes a great actress. Someone I can switch it up. She really switched it up, like totally different type of person. Um, And I didn't feel, you know how some actors get typecast? I didn't feel like I was watching Cookie none whatsoever. Okay. And Octavia Spencer, the curvy girl in the room, her clothing was amazing too. Now she went a little cookie, but she went a little cookie. I call it the suburban way. You know the black girl that, li- that lived in the suburbs too long, and she her, her her whole hood card is gone. That was at uh at um Spencer's character. So she got about it, about it in the film, but it was su- it was done in such a great way. I mean, she. She really pulled it off. I don't want to give away the film because I want you to go see it. You really need to support it so we can have more storytelling of um, Black Girl Magic because that's pretty much what the whole film is about. It's about Black Girl Magic and how if we kind of ignored all our differences and actually worked together, some amazing things could happen. And you get this. You get an inside look of how it felt to be black in that era, like they get into segregation and whatnot. But it was, it was, it was like a, it was kind of like a a really big kick to the face because I had forgotten how bad it used to be. Like it's the things she had to go through just for a normal day at work made you be like, wow. And this was, this used to be everyday life. So go see the movie, support our black storytelling. I think it was awesome. Um, What these three amazing women did opened the door for all women at NASA. Um, I have a sister who is an engineer for NASA and watching the movie, you know, I found out about the woman that made it possible for her to become an engineer and any woman in NASA to become an engineer because before um, this black woman decided to tackle that, there were not female um, female engineers at all in NASA. Matter of fact, the programs were not even set up for women. So she had to just get go to court just to be able to take the classes. They didn't have classes suited for women. So wow. that shows you how segregated. It wasn't even about being black. It's like these classes mm-hmm. are not designed for you because you have a vagina. What sense does that make? But that was the 1950s and the 60s. So, once again, next week, we're gonna have on their clothing designer i mean clothing um costume designer for the movie. kind of excited about that. I always make up excuse to talk about clothes. Have you noticed that <laughs> <laughs> but this is worth it because once you see the movie, you gonna wanna know like she her styling was absolutely amazing. The fitting for it was body hugging, but it was still so classic. You really need to go see this film supported. And once again, I'm kind of geek Pharrell Williams. Like, liked my post about it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. He likes me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, we're almost done here. We got five minutes left. Is there something you want to talk about Tay, since I've been running my mouth for like the last two hours? My girl Viola Davis. What about her? She I- has won the first star the star call? Um she's on the walk of fame? Yeah. She was she's the first person that won this year. Oh, so she's the first person that gets the star this year? Not even the first woman that won this year, the first person that won this year since the year started. Um I love Viola for the simple fact that she took her wig off on on um On television, yeah, I could never (laughs) do that. Like, maybe (laughs) watch everything. I could never do that. Like, she gets my praise. I can't do it. Can't do it. So, yeah, but did she win? She won a golden globe, right? Um, the golden globe, yeah. I think she won a golden globe. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting old and stuff. I'm 24. Remember that. I'm getting old, so I kind of fell asleep during the Golden Globes. As you notice, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook feed kind of slowed down because I was out. <laughs> I, went to best. I, I I think she won. I think she won. I don't remember what for. She won's Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, see? See, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Um, so holiday the way with murder scandal gray's anatomy it's supposed to start it next week but because of the inauguration it's getting kicked back a week what? um i think it's the 20 it all comes back to 26 i think or something like that things of that nature so i had planned a whole scandal show <laughs> i'm so not joking other I than that, she's talking and trying to get some cast members to come on the Curvy Show and everything. <laughs> Playing the whole Curvy Show, y'all think I'm joking? I love scandal. It was going to be a whole scandal night. Me and my girls going to get our wine. We're going to sit here and talk to y'all and talk about the show. <laughs> um, but what had happened was because of our new president, it got bumped back a week. So mm. our my scandal show won't come on into like the twenty. I think it's the twenty fourth. You watch Scandal? Please tell me you watch Scandal. No. I was, oh, you know what? It's, it's really time to go. <laughs> I, wasn't I was going to get into it. It's really really, it, really time to go. Like, seriously, don't you don't watch Scandal? I didn't yes. get into it. How do you watch How to Get Away with Murder but not Scandal? Honestly, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> I just started How to, with just with watch watch, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, and I bet <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So wait Only then. because The Walking Dead had ended, and I didn't even know they do that season finale crap where they started back in February. I put you on the road, you yeah, so how do you remember this? Okay, show? so your assignment considering <laughs> we're about to do a whole scandal show, I'm gonna need you to watch the first season of Scandal. That is your assignment. Okay. Um, it's it's Tuesday, Tuesday. It's the Tuesday after the uh, inauguration. Is gonna be our Scandal show I think it's on the 24th So you have to watch the first But is Scandal a real good show? Because I clicked on it but I never really watched it It's very very good, it's good, it's spicy Now mind you Mind you, there's a little bit of side Side chick syndrome up in it That might be annoying But for some reason you actually You actually kind of cheer for the side chick I don't know why but I do (laughs) And I don't like side chick I'm married so I really don't like side chicks. But the whole show, in a nutshell, is about the president and his side chick. You're laughing, but I'm so serious. That's that's the whole entire show oh. side chick, president. And oh, and then he's a white president, so they got some jungle fever going on and <laughs> <with> stuff. <That's, laughs> yes. All that Negro love. Yeah, they got that jungle fever. And I want awful Y'all jungle know, fever because I got jungle fever because my husband is white. So I. I <laughs> I I, I co signed that, but literally, it's about an interracial side chick relationship, and the president is willing to give up his entire life for this woman. Oh, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. That that brown sugar was real good, <laughs> real bad. real good,
5: huh? close
0: 10. All right, so it's time to go. We gotta get out of here. Well, I would like to thank all of my guests tonight and Mahoney and Sean Tanya. Pretty darn awesome. I'd like to thank my intermediate co-host Tay for letting me, you know, (laughs) kidnap her for this short show this week. So I will see you guys (laughs) next Tuesday, same time, 8 to 10 p.m. This is The Kirby Show with your girl Kiki Samo on your radio.